So we just turned on to Williamsburg Road, heading up to 72. It's 7.30, 7.45, something like that. 59 degrees. It's um, 59 degrees. It's and raining in case raining. no one knows. Yeah, a little bit of rain. Just it's a water. It's Iceman 2022. I'm here with Scott and Tristan. Scott, I feel like we've we started the season with a drive similar to this. And we're ending the season like this. Remember, um, we were in the car. We were worried about Polaroid. Yeah, we weren't very excited about the weather as we were driving to the start, wondering if we were crazy. And so we've got a similar eerie feeling again. Uh, Polaroid, on the other hand, turned out to be an amazing track that day. Um, I have a feeling that this is not going to have the same outcome. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see is a great... I think there are a lot of questions, a lot of question marks, and um, I think that's a good a good way to uh, uh, prelude this this race. Um, one of my big questions is how my bike will fare, and I think everyone's kind of wondering that. Tristan, do you got a, a, a giant question or questioning your decisions? Yeah, I was questioning should I have brought the fat bike versus Bo and all of Bo's new shiny bits that are going to be destroyed today. So. Yeah, you literally just uh, rebuilt the drivetrain on that bike, so good luck there. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> I also have new parts and pieces. Uh, oh, well, probably less than 200 miles on the drivetrain, so chain, cassette, brakes, I pads, so... I appreciated at the expo everyone's optimism of like, no, it won't be muddy. It's gonna tamp down all the sand. It's gonna be great. But I, uh, I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about this day. Uh, there's Williamsburg. There's uh, yeah. There's Williamsburg there. Um, it's well, gonna it's be a, fun regardless. It, yeah, it's a sandy soil, so the the rain will clear. It's it's a it's kind of like uh, a, a, dry it's a dry heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. it's, a, it's a sandy soil, so it's gonna clear. Sandy soil that's been logged. This is why we do it. This is what Iceman's for. Crappy conditions and uh, having a good time. So. But they, they, they still have the finish line party, correct? No, that's been yeah, well, that's been canceled. The, yeah, the gust winds are all the gale force winds are coming this afternoon. So hopefully the beer tents don't blow blow away. So yeah, a lot of questions. How will our bike fare? How muddy will we be? Um, will there be beer tents at the end? Stay tuned for all of this. Uh, Coming up next, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, that is a big question mark. You've got years of experience on the bike. Oh, just keep talking. No. What, are you, what are we? Oh, <laughs> we're. Oh, we're just jumping right into this. Professional, Trevor. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. So I think you've got years of experience, though, right? Yeah. So what's the equation you're trying to figure out? If uh, age and weight is gives you bonus time. So we all started the same wave. Right. And I'm the I don't like where this is going. I'm the oldest, and uh, I was almost the slowest. You weren't the slowest, uh, though, because <laughs> I brought up the rear of the group. Uh, I, I quickly realized that uh, today wasn't going to go as planned, and now I'm having a beer, so. <laughs> yeah, so we are actually, yeah. we're standing at the finish. It's not raining, and uh, it didn't rain as we were riding. We're drinking beer, which is fantastic. The beer tent was there. Uh, Tristan has a lot of shit in his uh, mustache. He's trying it's to get beer. it up. It's beard, his mustache, which is good. Saving and it for later. So, uh, gentlemen, 
how, like, we kind of thought it was going to be crappy. What do we think? Circle back around just like we thought when Polar Roll was going to be terrible, and it wasn't. Iceman came through. The course was great. It was it was good. Sand was packed down, a couple puddles, not a lot of mud, so super excited. We got Brad here. Brad, going into today, th this morning, what did you think? What was your what was your worry, and then uh, now coming out of it, how you, how you feeling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worry was definitely the mud, which proved to be not too bad. Little big puddles out there, but not, nothing nothing too bad. Coming out of it, that last little bump out, that new trail, that was just cruel. That was just cruel. Coming up icebreaker, then having to go do that, it was just mean. But great race. Great yeah, but race all in all, I'm like uh, kind of blown away at. at how the day went. I thought it, it was going to be a disaster. Oh yeah, and it, weather was perfect. It was. It, it turned it out. It turned out to be real. real no rain. All right. All right. It was. It's a sandy rain. A sandy rain. Like a dry heat. A sandy rain. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any paps hand Sweet up jersey. No? Yeah, I like no your jersey. No, not a single hand up out there. there was I was not. looking for the shots. I was looking well, I for the beers. Shot. I got a shot. You got a shot out there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in the equation. Shot. You stop for a shot. I stopped. That for is a shot. also part of the equation. We're gonna have to sit that, down and do the math. Yeah. Save me We're gonna do the math and we'll circle back. KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack. I am your host, Trevor. And folks, Iceman 2022, the point-to-point -point end of season uh, mountain bike party that takes place outside of Traverse City, Michigan, Kalkaska, finishes in Traverse City, turned out to be fantastic. As you heard, um, Tristan and Scott and I kind of, uh, we were a bit worried. And I'm sure if you participated or if you uh, tuned in from afar, you understood why. Uh, there was a lot of rain. There was a uh, lot of weather in the forecast, but... The day did not disappoint, as you will hear, um, as Scott and Tristan and I sit down and talk through all the race details and uh, talk a little bit about the post-race Timber Ridge party details as well. Um, congrats to all who participated, who all uh, persevered and decided to start the race. I'm sure you were not disappointed. And, uh, of course... A huge congratulations to the winners. Alexis Scarda won the women's race, and Alexi Vermeulen once again uh, wins Iceman for the second time. So excited for a local Michigander to, uh, well, to bring home the ice trophy. Uh, a couple things. We reference a, uh, a spreadsheet that um, comes out every year after Iceman about uh, how many people who started in waves, how many people you passed. Uh, you can look up your number, your name. Um, super interesting, super informative, and just 
just fun. And uh, I don't really know these guys, but uh, looks like Steven Spry and uh, Ben Snyder put this together. And uh, yeah, check it out and look up your your pass ratio um, if you participate and if you haven't done so yet. Um, it's a lot of fun. And uh, while I'm giving out plugs, um, I might as well um, plug Rob Mendering Photography. If you have not um, looked through the amazing photos that he took of the day, um, I recommend you do so. After I uh, finish recording this, I will be going back to his website and purchasing the third photo probably to, uh, to post up on Instagram. So uh, check those out if you haven't done so so far. And finally, before we get to the conversation, uh, Iceman is not just about a single day. It's about an entire weekend. And I had a blast hanging out at the KOM Cycling Expo uh, booth um, all day Friday. And it was so cool to see so many of you um, come up, talk about the podcast, talk about the KOM Cycling products, um, sell some of those products to uh, all of you. And uh, yeah, that's it was just part of the lead up of the fun of the whole weekend. And this is the third time that KOM has been there, the second time that I've been able to be a part of the KOM booth. And we will definitely be there next year. So thank you to all who stopped by. And uh, and yeah, we'll see you all next year. So let's get into it. Iceman that we thought would be Rain Man that turned out to be a nice man. Iceman 2022. So I'm 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 wondering right now did we did we crunch the numbers did we did we figure this all out I feel like we did yeah right after see after seeing the uh, spreadsheet we realized there really wasn't too many numbers that needed to be crunched <laughs> yeah we someone crunched are, the numbers for us yeah for us and we're uh, satisfied uh, with uh, putting the numbers to bed what yeah. what so what exactly we we were just listening to uh, that last bit when uh, we were talking post race. What were you guys talking about crunching the numbers? So we all started the same wave. Um, like who beat who? A little bit of a handicap uh, determining uh, if age makes a difference, weight makes a difference. Um, if you take a shot on yeah, the course, whether you drink alcohol yeah. during the ride. <laughs> yeah, it was just fun fodder. So uh, listening back to our pre-race conversation and our post-race conversation, uh, any initial thoughts on um, what we were thinking, how wrong we were? Um, yeah, like we are. It's it's Tuesday after Iceman. My voice is still crap. Um, too much yelling on Woodchip Hill. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about um, are we recovered mostly? Um, I think I'm not hungover anymore. That's a that's a plus. But uh, yeah, have we? process things through are we ready to kind of talk talk about this a little bit well i know for sure i am no longer going to predict the course conditions of any race yeah no kidding i'm (laughs) over two and you got to go up to the start line you have to show up and see what it's about i think there was a lot of people that did not start that race based off of what they thought weather was going to be like. And that's a shame because it was a great day. I think that's a huge takeaway. I mean, obviously, after the race we were talking, um, we thought conditions were great. Um, if you rode, you know that, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of mud, that, uh, but 
it actually was uh, the sand tamped down. It was a, you said a sandy rain. <laughs> yeah. a, a, a sandy what? No. A, a sandy rain, yeah. Sandy the sandy rain. soil uh, really clears the rain very well um, up there. So. Well, and that proved to be true. That very proved to be true. true. Uh, and I thought people were just like overly optimistic about the whole thing, but it was true and it was fast. Um, so, yeah, I, I really think that people chose not to ride and i think that was unfortunate and honestly if yeah if i'm honest driving in and then right before we started like right before wave one it was it started pouring rain yeah and i'm like man this is gonna be a, a disaster right and and driving in so not only when we went to rancho road to leave vehicles the road going into that parking lot oh, was a mess. Destroyed. And then going to the airport in the parking situation there, the road driving in as well was quite sloppy. So, like, there was still at that point, and then again, the rain starts, like you said, and we're like, oh, man, this we're going to be in for it. But rain stopped. Yeah. We had zero rain through our entire race time. I think that was basically the, the same for all the waves. Uh, pros, I, I think pros well, got a little bit of rain at the very end. You're correct, yeah, because it was raining when we were standing on wood chip, cheering everyone up. Um, but all the other waves, um, even though it was raining wave one, it stopped by I feel like wave two, and it definitely wasn't raining on wave four when the three of us took off. Correct. Um, so yeah, I mean, y- you know, the actually I think the worst part of the course was the gravel roads oh yeah that's, they were like peanut butter a little bit usually but, the section where i'm uh recovering getting down in the drops and yeah. just cruising away from people uh, and it was just i was just sucked into the mud and just yeah hammering as there. uh as non-mountain bikers tristan and i um i kind of look forward to the gravel but as soon as you got into those gravel roads it was it was it just watt sucking oh it was it was peanut butter on those those but, did not clean the the rain as well as the the seasonal roads or the single track but luckily it was minimal it was very minimal yeah right and it, if you take the conditions of the sandy areas which there's a lot more primo. of i'll take the trade-off i'll take oh, some yeah. peanut 100%. butter i'll take some peanut butter yeah. rides for a oh, little yeah. bit yeah because there was a lot those, it could have been there could have been a ton of sand and uh, even like the seasonal, the seasonal sandy sections where you're kind of going uphill a little bit, um, it felt easier in those sections than it did on those flat gravel roads, really, because those were just sucking watts as you were trying to get through the peanut butter. So, it was, you know what I was, was surprised nice. about was the single track and how well. I that it, it held up. Greasy. Yeah, it was. I it, mean, that it actually was really. Yeah, yeah, it was actually really good. It wasn't rutting. No, it, there was no puddles really standing at all in any of the single track. It was just black dirt. That, I mean, it was it was great. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was surprised because I'm always like overly cautious on all single track, and I found myself getting a little frustrated with people that were that were taking it too slow. Because I, I kind of felt like, oh, we have plenty of traction. It's, 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 it's gripping where we want it to. Like, why are we breaking in all in every single corner? Uh, but yeah, it was the, the the single track was amazing. Must and have been I, nice to have that problem uh, 
I, I did not experience anybody slowing me down to uh, help my heart rate out. <laughs> um, Tristan, you again. Okay, so one thing you talked about on the ride in, you mentioned that you possibly should have ridden your fat bike. And we were saying that this may have been perfect fat bike conditions, not um, you ride a uh, Bo Jackson, Bear Claw Bo Jackson. What size tires? It's I, 29er, right? You know, 29er, yeah. 2.25 uh, Vittoria Mezcal. So, so I mean, it's a, it's, it was, it's it was a mountain a bike, bike tire. tire. Yeah. But it's full rigid, drop bar. Fully rigid, bar. drop bar. Uh, yeah, no, definitely the right bike choice uh, at the end of the day. Uh, the ride was, ride quality was great. A um, couple of ruts, uh, roots here and there, uh, exposed rocks that kind of bounce me around a little bit. But for the most part, I'm, you know, when you're riding rigid, you're looking for that. So I was per- pretty pretty well prepared for that. So you're you're actually, on the other side of it, you're glad you didn't ride your fat bike. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There were a ton of fat bikes. There were a ton of fat bikes that, like, there, there must have been a ton in, like, wave one, two, and three, too, because I saw, I saw quite a few as I was riding through, but yeah, I mean, I was surprised by that. Yeah. And, and maybe it was the exact, maybe people brought up two bikes or maybe people saw the weather forecast and just decided to ride fat, fat bike. But, um, I would think the way that it was, uh, that a fat, uh, those big old tires may have slowed people down a little bit. Um, it wasn't as sloppy as uh, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, I think some of it depends on the pressure you chose. Also, like if you ran a fat bike with a little <clears> bit higher pressure, knowing that the course would turn out the way it did, you're probably at not much more of a disadvantage. I was running a pretty aggressive mountain bike tire at 2.6 front so and is, rear. This is my next so, question about your bike, Scott. Like, uh, Kind of on the other side, you had a, a pretty aggressive mountain bike. Yeah, full suspension, 29er, with 2.6 front and rear recons, um, which is my everyday mountain bike. And... Um, I could have had a choice between my fat bike, full rigid, and also a full rigid 29er, mm-hmm. which I was thinking about as well. Um, so, yes, with the peanut butter gravel we talked about, the course being a little tacky, um, I don't know that that was probably the best bike. I mean, I rode it locked out the whole time. Like, I mean, I didn't even really use the suspension. I didn't really need it. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, maybe I would have chosen a different bike, but... Um, but what 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 about your tires? So I I had recon races on. You had recon traditional. Tradition. Is that was that like what you were riding for Margie, or did you have? A, yeah. yeah, same is the same setup for Margie. So like you know, Iceman Margie, same thing. Yeah. Pretty technical, just the same, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like the bike is probably, I mean, my bike's a like 120 uh, full suspension mountain bike, but I ran recon races and I thought they rolled a little better. And I, what's your front uh, chainring? uh like 32 yeah it's a 32 on that one yeah so like i think i i have like a 34 or 36 and that i get it's such a such a fast riding course that 32 i mean it just depends on how fast you want to go but um 32 i feel like especially with some of those downhills you can spin out pretty easily it was more of the motor and not the bike i mean i just you know i knew pretty early i had not been training for cross-country style races, you know, sprint-type races. Everything before that was my goal was to Margie 100 and training for that and to finish that. So 
everything seemed to be more of an endurance style ride. Yeah. And plus, I was still recovering from that hamstring injury. So all my rides leading up to everything was kind of lower power and, and just kind of endurance riding. So that showed in my results for Iceman. I, I still had a blast, but um, yeah, definitely going out that hard, that fast, uh, took its toll on me I, pretty early. I, I thought through that a little bit as I was reflecting about the weekend and the three of us because all three of us are more well i don't know scott yeah i guess we i will call you an endurance rider because of of what you have just accomplished finishing margie gessick um but yeah when you look at that margie gessick in the last what six weeks when was when was margie two months two months ago middle of september middle of september um, and then Tristan with the, uh, long voyage gravel worlds. And, um, I think one of my last races was Moran 166, 166 miles. Um, yeah, we had no business being up on the, <laughs> I, I don't know. It was, it, it just, it's, it's a different type of race for us. And, and I actually thought that last year and I thought that that was pretty difficult. I remember being, uh, blown away by the start and i mean we were way way back in the wave 20s or something i don't know where you where were you last year you oh, Scott, you you sidelined yeah sidelined because of injury and tristan you were in wave 2031 yeah something 29, like that and, and, and then we're all in wave four this year and i was really concerned about the start and how fast everything was but i will say that the difference that i tried to do this year was to make a uh an effort to do some of these shorter races. So peak to peak was something I really wanted to do. Um, and that I felt like that was fast and was like high intensity. Um, and then I did a couple of Zwift races cause I feel like that was like the right kind of intensity for, for Iceman. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I remember, I remember that from last year and I was thinking, yeah, maybe, maybe I need to like practice the, <laughs> the, the quick intensity. I guess uh, we look at the results. Uh, Scott and I focused uh, fully on endurance, did not get into prep work for short intensity. And we ended up where we ended up. And uh, obviously you're, you know, at this point in time, significantly stronger at, the, at this point. But you did prep specifically for it and your results, you know, sort of show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that, it, it definitely helped, and I will probably keep that up. I mean, I think the endurance is important, and it, and especially on that second half of Iceman, um, it's hard to keep that intensity going the whole time. But um, but also, yeah, like, go do peak to peak. Go uh, ride Lord of the Springs. Like, that was a great, like, warm-up race, too. Do a few of those those shorter races, those high-intensity races before – Iceman, or or don't like who cares or who cares right. and you just go and do it like <laughs> yeah and it's not i mean and it's not like our times were terrible i mean it's still a good day i mean uh, you know it's we we in our wave you know we still finish based uh in our wave time when they show like the charts like the slant of the charts it's not like we were out of our league being up in wave four and nope. you know um my goal initially was two hours um 
maybe I didn't feel like it was going to be a sub, but two hours. Then I thought with weather, I said, well, well, 2.15. And, of course, weather really wasn't necessarily the factor. So, But I split the difference at 2.09. And, you know, that's that's for me, actually, that's there's times I thought I felt stronger, but I really, you know, it's still probably one of my top three times, four times out of all the Icemans I've done. When, so. when was your last Iceman? Because you've been, like, plagued with... <laughs> 18, I think. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, because it seems like at the end of the season, you're kind of struck with injury that, not necessarily bike-related, but... Yeah. No, there's, there's sometimes bike-related. Yeah. 19 was bike-related. Okay. Um, of course, no one raced in 2020, and then 21 was non-bike-related. That was the... Yeah water ski incident that we've all talked about which you have no business who has no okay anyways um, but i that so that's also not, not only training for endurance but also that injury recovery took a while to get back to being able to lay down power on the bike like i could just do you know high cadence kind of stuff spin stuff which was also fairly new to me i was always kind of a power guy um so between the combination of that and prepping for endurance type stuff i yeah i cannot tell you i don't even remember the last short race i'd done like an actual competitive race right I'm trying to think back uh, what uh in terms of waves do you remember where you were in 2018 uh eight or nine okay so you were i mean you were up there a little bit yeah and i think that and i might have been i don't know what that i'll have to look it up that might have been my sub two i might have been like 153 or something like that okay and tristan last year i mean we kind of talked about you were like uh, twenty something or thirty. Yeah, I feel that like was I your was, first year. Yeah, I feel like I was thirty-one last year, and you know it was earn your stripes. And I I feel really bad about jumping in where I did this oh, year why? because <laughs> I, you know, I mean I have friends that have been doing it for years, and they earn their way up to, uh, you know, wave four and two, and and they did it the quote the hard way. Yeah, but you put um, down you put down a great time last year. And, right? You were like yeah, 150, 158, uh, 158. correctly uh, stated <laughs> at one fifty eight when I. So you were perfect. You're right where you yeah. needed to be. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was in that realm. Like I was, it wasn't like an imposter syndrome syndrome or anything like that. Like I wasn't way out of place. Um, it's just I, I feel like I didn't earn it through years of suffering. Yeah. Like well, this was only this so, was only my third. So yeah. like can. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you put down a good time. You 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 get put up there. What um, did you have any takeaways with what the difference was between? Because last year I was in wave. I don't know what it was. Twenty seven, twenty four, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like? Was there an expectation of wave four versus like what you experienced? I feel like it. Uh, half of the wave, you know, right off the get go was hammer, and the other half of the wave was chill. And I, I unfortunately had to fall back into that chill section uh, due to having a cold and whatnot, and still not fully being able to breathe. Um, yeah. So it didn't didn't you know prep work didn't work out how I wanted. And day of I I was able to ride my bike for two hours, but not exactly how I I wanted to. Um, but overall, I I figured it was going to be full gas for me um the entire time versus last year where i was able to put down a really good time it was it was based on getting stuck behind people in the single track where i'm not going to be the fastest anyway 
and I was able to, you know, correct my heart rate at those points versus this year, it was, there was no breaks. I did not get a break. I think I averaged like 94% of my peak heart rate for two hours straight. (laughs) Um, so, you know, my body put down as much as it possibly could have. It's just, you didn't feel like you had any breaks in the single track this year. No, I, uh, because I kept passing, like I would pass people on the flats, uh, with the drop bar bike, I was able to get around them on the flats and in the roads leading up to single track. And then I didn't want to be the asshole on drop bars, slowing everybody (laughs) down on the single track because then nobody was in front of me. So, um, no, I had, I had fear of fear of slowing people down, keeping me going. I was a little surprised at, had, there was a little more traffic in wave four than I, I anticipated. I, I knew there'd be a lot of people cause there's a couple hundred people before us and you know, whatever. But I, I thought that single track would be faster and, uh, you got to earn your way up to wave number uh, one or two. So you well, don't have that shit. Still ultimately, I mean, there's a lot of fast guys in that race, but they're not necessarily mountain bike guys. They're either gravel background, even road ride guys that come in there and like they could, they can be super fast on the yep. two track and on the road, but they get into the single track and it's just not their forte. And so they definitely, even though they're super strong riders, they just not technically sound and they take their time in the single track and you can, and it doesn't take long. Cause yeah, most of that single track is non-passable. Like ninety percent of the single track there is just kind of it seems like you, there's really nowhere to go. Oh, especially especially yeah, the you're end. looking <laughs> you're looking off to your right and it's down a hill, and then you do a switchback and all of a sudden it's off to your left and it's down a hill. There's no there's no getting around on the single track, so you just have to make sure you're ready to go as soon as you come out of it. So let's talk about the end because there there are a few things that everyone was kind of all worked up about before the race weather of course we talked about but one of the other things was this added single track for the last mile and and i saw i even saw a video like right before uh of <laughs> it was Paige odweller and she she was cutting her bars down because of the how narrow I I uh, I saw that video, but I didn't realize uh, I didn't watch it with uh, audio, so it was just like, huh? Paige is getting her bike tuned up to fit properly. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't make sense to me, but uh, if I would have had audio, you're yeah. saying it would have been clear uh, the reason why. I, I believe- also scrolled a little quick too. I, I, I believe so. I think that. No offense, uh, Paige. <laughs> I think the, the whole thing was like the the single track is pretty narrow and and then i was like man my bars are really wide i'm i'm kind of worried about this <laughs> but what did you guys think about the the final single track section after all the uh Scott, are you done on your phone, man? Like, what's the? What are you trying to find? <laughs> he's crunching numbers over there. I was there, trying huh? to get you a legitimate time from. He's, he's crunching two numbers. Years okay, no, right. I barely I'll, I'll ride my bike one. a lot, and there's a lot of crap on <laughs> I'll, here. I'll, I'll take this one first. Uh, I, I feel like I'm glad I made the move when I did for the camera um, up that last hill. Uh, uh, wood chip, yeah. Yeah, up wood chip. I I cleared through three three guys that. Um, had been sitting in front of me. We had been kind of yo-yoing, and um, I just decided to give it a go for Rob. And uh, 
made it around them, and I'm glad I did because there was no more maneuvering whatsoever in that race. And I felt like my wide gravel bars were like barely clearing through those <laughs> single. And and I know if I was to go stand there and look at the difference between the one tree, my bars, and the next tree, it would have been plentiful. But for somebody that doesn't handle bikes very well, uh, it was tight. And I love the single track. The more the merrier. I mean, I think it's great. The only thing it is frustrating, especially that very last mile we talked about, the new stuff, super tight. Not a lot of room to yeah, go in. I feel really like once you're in there, either. like it once you're in flowing. it. And so going back to that, I said the conditions of it were really good, but I mean, it really wasn't a fast single track section. So, I mean, it was, you could only go so fast right. anyway. So maybe trying to take that at a higher speed uh, would have been a little bit different with conditions. Maybe it would have felt a little slippery or yeah, a little look. slick, but it was seemed like it seemed good. But again, it wasn't very fast. And I was often on somebody's tail yeah. and just waiting and just kind of going that's actually i came to a complete stop oh yeah in the very that last section of single track somebody had had crashed right in front there was like four bikes ahead and so we stopped and and couldn't like no you couldn't even get around you had to basically wait for them to pick up their pieces get back on yeah. their bike and and go there was really nowhere to go oh yeah so, uh, speaking of crashing uh a little uh shout out to connor grant who i uh passed on the ground during on that <laughs> so you figured out a way yeah <laughs> yeah i did pass someone on that on that single track they just had a crash in front of me <laughs> and they oh, had did, a crash you... far enough off the trail yeah get... yeah far enough off the trail i thought you that went over con... the top of them i thought you i just rolled, rolled right over yeah. yeah rolled right over <laughs> hey you got by um yeah the uh i think my only saving grace in that whole thing was I don't think anyone was on my ass and I kind of was able to take it my own speed. So where you may have had to maneuver around trees, I wasn't trying to like push it too hard. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't really find it, find it too terrible. But if I was trying to stay on someone's wheel and they were hauling, then I, I feel like I could have easily made some mistakes and uh and and clip something you find you, you do you find that uh yeah what would you it was what, 205 in 18 in 18 so i mean what was it 208 this year 209 209 okay Jeez. so my 152 must have been the year before that uh in okay. 2017 okay. is that before you joined strava or you just got tired of scrolling actually i'm not sure that's i i actually have two strava accounts by the uh. way Jesus, Scott. I don't know why. Because this you're almost 50 years old. And I'm not why. good at you technology. Do- <laughs> <laughs> That's why I get bonus points, Tristan. But you do know directions very good. Thank you. Yeah, because he grew up before GPS. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> you heard of Rand McNally? <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, any um, any memorable spots on the on the course? I, I love that. Uh, we talked about wood chip. Wood chip is always fun. What is is that? Is that Crybaby Hill there? No, that? Anita. Anita. That's Hill. The, I like that. I love that's that. That's why my time was two minutes. At did you stop at Anita? That's where the the shot was. Okay. Uh, uh, so I love like so Anita wasn't there last year. Um, they took it out, but usually it's a, a staple, and I yeah. loved that it was back this year. And it's usually where. A bunch of people are posted up on the top, and that's where and, the drums going. Yeah. It's oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where Ed, Ed uh, Rogers was. Okay. And, uh, hooked me up. I was. So I, think, I do want to call out that I was number one to take a shot. Um, 
at that hill. How do you so, know that no one else took a shot before you? Because they told me I was the first. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> and he actually, uh, you know how when you open a, a bottle, it has the, like, it, oh, it was still sealed? It was still sealed. <laughs> so that's how I know. Okay. So I'm surprised that that wasn't an extra column in the spreadsheet. Well, it was talked about. Well, our spreadsheet. Yeah, our spreadsheet. Okay. official spreadsheet, I think, uh, I think they should add a beers slash shots consumed column. I, I think um, so. I think it's important. I really wish I would have uh, read the guy's name that put it out, but uh, he does a fantastic job. The, da- the amount of data that they put through to yeah, get to the that spreadsheet is of incredible. Like, like what wave you started, how many people you passed, how many people passed you. It's We don't want to talk about it any further, but he does a phenomenal job. <laughs> and if he added one more column for uh, honorary, like maybe an honor system where you could go in and edit how many beers or shots you took during the race, I would I'd go for that. Okay, one more thing about the race, and then uh, we can talk about post-race. But uh, we were worried about how our bikes would fare um, have you had a chance to look yours over? Give it a give it a quick check. I I, I washed mine yesterday. I have not washed mine. I mean, you we and rode, I went on a yeah. ride on Sunday, and all, I cleaned my drivetrain, and it worked per- perfect. Bike's great. It's just dirty. The bike's great. Mine seems like it's good. Yeah. yeah. So all, all the all the hoopla about it, it's fine. But all fine. the all the new bits, they they still work. Do they still look new? No, they uh, definitely have the. The black, uh, the black is wear, wearing off, and it's got the silver shining through now. So that's kind of expected. Uh, yep. A little sooner rather than later, but they still work. Um, but the whole reason we do go through all that thirty-ish miles, get it, to the finish, is to hang out at the finish. At the finish, and maybe uh, chug, chug too hearted, <laughs> opportune times. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I mean, maybe one of my best moments. I was I was objectively proud at the end. So for those that do not know, Trevor placed third in his age group, which got him a spot up on the podium. We and, did not plan on going to the podium. We just happened to be walking by the kinda, podium kinda at the luck. right time. It was within minutes. And yeah. once we realized they were calling the age groups, Trevor said, I'm coming up. I said... We need a beer. I said, I tell you what, you go to the podium, I'll get you a beer. And Which at this point, I didn't, I didn't realize. So you, you grab a beer, and then as I walk on the podium... You figure it's too late. Well, I thought the beer was for after the podium, oh. not during... And so I'm, I'm on you know, the third step of the barrel, and Scott comes up with a full two-hearted and hands it to me as on I'm... On stage. On stage as I'm up there. Um, which is which is fantastic. Now I you know have a beer in my hand, but what a right after you did that, there were a group of women in front that were yelling chug chug chug, and you know what you do you do? Can't disappoint guys. The fans. What do you do? What you do can't you do? disappoint the fans. <laughs> That's all. He uh, chugged. I chugged, and he finished it proudly with a, a cup toss, cup slam, a cup slam. I slammed it down. I was giving you an out there, but yeah. uh, I, I picked up the litter. It's fine. Yeah, you held out on that for a little bit, but uh, that was a good time <laughs> until I, mean, I couldn't hold on to him anymore. <laughs> yeah, you dropped, you dropped, <laughs> dropped it two or I, three or what? Yeah, I, don't I know. handed you a cup and you you dropped it. I, just real quick, I mean that. I mean, I say it like jokingly, that was one of my proudest moments. But it was super cool to be on that podium, and it was kind of a 
kind of a goal of mine in the in the in the back of my head. I was like, if I have a good day, I would like to be on the podium. It worked out. Um, everyone else that uh, was in my age group, except for one other guy, missed the podium, <laughs> including. I I feel like um, so number one. I feel like people don't know that it's a podium of five for age group. So pro tip is uh, yeah, now, now you ready know. for that. Now you know. Um, podium of five. And then the second thing is it, it just it happens. So you just have to get You have to beer, be around the area. You just yeah. have to get your beer, get changed, get your beer, hang out in the celebration. And there's zone still and just I mean, wait. there's still racing going on. There's still riders on the course, the pros are getting ready to yep. get started. Like so there's a lot of things going on. And people you know, some people if it's first timers or just don't understand public I mean, obviously podiums are decided way before every racer has come into the finish line. So they start doing these early and so people are still out watching other riders come in and cheering other people yeah. and so it's they're not always around and I, and I mean there are a ton of podiums because there are a ton of because they do it by age so especially for the men groups. it's single yeah. year yeah single year so i don't know I mean, it doesn't sound as uh impressive but but whatever it was it was it was awesome yeah, but when you look at how many people are in your age group, there's a I mean, so, there's so many riders that i had 93 yeah i i feel like as you get old as you get older then thanks a lot no i'm just saying it, it there, it's There's more competitive more. it's well, just that's, the yeah same. that's why they especially for the men it's just a single year um, i was the true mid-pack trevor good i mean that's why i brought you on the podcast no i was 28th or 9th i think it final oh, there you go 28th or 9th out of 93 i i do uh, it was 15 out of 47 yeah. so. well, that's not bad top mid-pack third guy too yeah. top, top third thirds. that's what yeah. i i we're top thirders. Top third, yeah. yeah. Not not exactly my proudest result. Not but, top uh, three, Trevor. Top third. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun though at the finish line. Uh, at the finish line or? Uh, in the woods. In the woods. Yeah. Oh, we so... went out for the. Was it the snow cone? Is that the kids race? Yeah, that's one. Yeah, the snow cone the, was the, the last. Small kids. Yep. Yeah, we were out there. We were given. Uh, push-ups oh. <laughs> no hand-ups they're not, no hand-ups but we were doing push-ups we had to set some kids up right uh, and get them going again um, was i there you were there and there was uh yeah it was a lot of fun that was on our oh, way I out re- to wood chip uh, is, is this the phone call yes i'm in the middle of the woods somewhere <laughs> i'll come get you yeah so i mean of course things get a little silly uh, but it was for the kids though. We cheered them on yes. so aggressively. It was it was fantastic. That's why I don't have any voice right now. But and then we proceeded to Woodchip Hill, which this was the first time that I did Woodchip, and so glad we did that. Oh my god, it was that was same. phenomenal. Let's have back you ever, up, back up Scott, a minute have you ever, though. Okay, can we back up and give kudos and shout out to? Bob and Don Cooper. Oh yeah, they had oh, yeah. campsite. They had food. We had a shower. We well, had you some guys had a beverages. You guys had a shower. Yeah, because you forgot your. You got to earn. No, no, no I didn't. Somebody forget. had their... Somebody didn't tell me the plan. <laughs> I, I'm looking not at Scott but at Trevor. What What would that have changed? How it would, would you... not have changed anything. But uh, I would have perhaps just gone to my car and gotten my clothes. When I was waiting around this for is, you to talk to like 800 people. This is solid content, by the way. Like, this is great you, stuff. You yelling at me for forgetting your so, backpack of clothes. I didn't. <laughs> All right. 
in any case, yeah, Bob so and anyway, Ron's thanks to the Coopers, awesome. all the epic riders, spin riders, everybody had a place to hang, get it's, a little chat post ride. So that was that was definitely that's I, always cool. I think it's clutch to have um, what like a place to go, like that's not you don't have to like go out to your car or whatever. Like you have people at the finish, food ready. Beers ready, a place to change, clothes ready, Tristan. Additional um, clothes if you did not have your clothes, yeah. Bob did offer, and I, I kind of that, that does not surprise I, me. I did stink. If you flash back to a few episodes, uh, my my race clothes did not smell good, um, so I opted for Scott's uh, dirty chain sweatshirt because you, you made it more dirty. It's already dirty. Yeah. That's what it's for. Um, yeah, that was it was. That's why we almost missed the podium because we were just hanging. That's out there true. The we were time. there. So then we get back into yeah. the party atmosphere and we go to Woodchip. Your first time. Your first turn. My first time. Ah. And I've been to a lot of Iceman's. That is the first time I've gone down course to watch the pros come in. I mean, last year with uh, Nice Man, it was awesome. Just slapping the uh, slapping the barricades and whatnot. But out in the woods in the rain. The moto comes through, yeah. Alexi comes through, and then you're like, well, where's the rest of them? And then, what was it, three, four minutes later, he finally comes up the hill, and he's completely solo, just crushing it. And then the rest of the pro class comes through, yeah. and watching these guys that are just animals and and gals that are just animals on a bike just hustle up that hill yeah it was it was cool like our our advantage point because our, our vantage point because you could see uh them going through the single track behind us correct and then they would like pop out of the single track and then they would go up wood chip and it was it was like they were kind of you would see them through the woods like a like a deer running through the forest or something and then they would yeah pop they were only the, like 15 15, 20 yards behind us mm-hmm. on the hill, and then they had to go out a little bit further to come back up the hill, and it was a, it, it was, was a blast, absolute blast, and and like waiting for the pros, there were some other age groupers that were still going up, and and everyone was cheering them on. And yeah, was, and at this point, you know, these guys are four hours yeah. plus into their ride, a lot of first timers, and just people out there, you know, weekend warriors, just doing their first Iceman maybe yeah. or something like that. And these people are coming and they're just gassed. I mean, I couldn't imagine like just saying, Oh, I'm going to go do a 30 mile bike ride. Cause everybody says to do this. And this is really cool. Like that would, that's a tough ride for if you're not an avid mountain biker and to take in these people that finished, they chose and they finished whether they were walking their bike or not, but they were going to complete this race. And it was amazing to see those people come in too. It's fun. Well, I, then, I, I hope that, that one I, woman, there's that one woman that, walked up the hill and she's like i'm done i'm calling it and this this uh woman off the sideline comes in and she gets puts her hand on her back and says no you can do this you can do this and everybody's like cheer yelling yeah. for her to go and she's like i don't think i can and i don't know she started talking real quiet i couldn't hear what she was saying but a second later that leg went over the bike and she presumably went off to finish so uh, i remember one other too like that is so awesome and and this is what i was going to say i i hope that um that all of them that were going up the hill at that time before the pros felt that that was positive energy you know and we i mean we were trying to give them positive energy oh, for up sure the hill. but there was a I, I i assume that it was like a, a daughter and a and a dad um 
and uh, the daughter like got up the hill uh, and then got stopped, off her bike, got off her bike, and then cheered her dad to come up. And um, and then once he got up, and then they like both rode off and, and did the finish together. So that was a super yeah, cool that was moment cool. too. Um, but uh, and then and then to to be there waiting for the pros, and we stuck around a long time and watched a lot of pros. It's it's like pros that you you recognize, and then you see friends that are riding the pro wave, and um, yeah, man, it was what a blast! I loved it. Yeah, uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So the woods, I, the woods is where to watch the yeah, finish. Yeah, uh, highly recommend doing that. So I don't know if if you guys feel this way, but Iceman is the the end of the season, and it's exciting. And you know, there's there's a lot leading up to it, but also we've been riding all season, we've been racing all season, and it's like just one more race. Like, do we do this? Do we not? Like. Uh, it's also a lot of work for 30 miles, <laughs> you know, especially as endurance guys, you're like 30 miles. Like what? But coming out of it on the other end, you're like, why would I never, why would I not do that? I, I, it's, I, I don't know if you ever feel that way too. I mean, Tristan, you, you came up like Friday night and then had to leave Saturday. I mean, that, that was a, you did a lot of work for the race. Um, do you have any regrets <laughs> or no. are you glad you, no, definitely glad I did it. Um, after the race, I was like, well, I don't think I'm going to do the race next year, but I'm definitely going to be here for the party and the celebration and cheering on friends and all that fun stuff. But uh, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the race next year. Oh, okay. I was yeah, going to say, no, like, what? No, I've already, I've already come around. But, I, uh, I, will, what, I will adjust. What was the reasoning? It's just, a, just, just that short, that short-term power is not my wheelhouse. Um but again, so, like, what? Like, is there any reason you just you settle? You just so go, you just you settle into the mindset that this is fun. Like, I came this far; I might as well ride my bike in this thing, right. I, you know, without an expectation of I'm not going to train to compete in my age group necessarily for a podium. But I tell you what, I'm going to ride my bike and have fun. And, yeah. But but I'm with you too. Like, whether, or even when I've been injured or haven't been able to ride, like I always want to come up. I want to be there. Um, if I'm able to ride, I'm going to ride. It's um, but. Whether I choose to commit to being successful in my age group or something like that, that's a whole nother story. But I will probably always be there to ride and enjoy the postivities. Yeah, it's a tough. Now it is a tough logistically. It's tough. Yeah. Point to yeah. point races are not easy, especially when you come up um, without a, a crew or, or significant. Like neither of us, uh, any of us, had our wives with us. Um, so Which we, we but difficult. we made it work. We you know we made it work. We had multiple vehicles between the three of us. Um, and we left vehicles and overnight places and, and we did all the stuff necessary to make a successful point to point race. I mean, I know Iceman does a great job too. They have shuttles and they have all these other things to make that happen. Yeah. It's definitely possible if you're up there on your own or, um, yeah, it, it is, it is possible to do it, but, uh, it's easier if you have someone to kind of coordinate uh, that yeah. for you. Yeah. Uh, amazingly, when we went back to get your truck Sunday morning, like three three cars left maybe yeah, four cars yeah so i thought for sure there'd be way more cars in the and the at the start line but yeah i was wondering uh that the next day i'm like 
Are you able to park overnight at the airport out there? Oh, apparently you are. Yeah. Apparently, uh, if, they're, no if, they, if they were towing, you, huh? they didn't get to your yeah. truck yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they gave us enough to-dos and don'ts list that, like, I figure, yeah, like, you would have said, said, like, don't leave your vehicle parked at the airport I, overnight. That, would have been I feel like big. that would have been one of the um, 950 signs they had on that tenth of a mile strip where it said no parking. Yeah. Maybe every other one would have yeah. said no, it was no fine. overnight. There was zero issues, but, yeah, there was no... Yeah, I think three or four cars. I. Or did you guys just get out there late on Sunday? Um, we checked out at ten o'clock and drove whatever the half hour is to get drove to get there. Yeah, it was yeah. still the morning. I mean, yeah, I mean. Uh, but yeah, the uh, I I always think that the the post Iceman atmosphere is the best, and it is. Um, but then you, you go to these other races, you're like, oh, that was fun, that was fun, that was fun. And they are. I mean, there's so many fun races in Michigan, outside of Michigan. Um, but then you get you go back to – you circle back to Iceman, and you're like, nope, this is special. This is unique, and um, there is no way that uh, you want to miss it. So yeah. it's hard. end party. It's yeah. hard to see everyone, though. Like you get – you know, there's so many people there, and there's some people that – that's maybe all you see them is that once a year yeah. type in that area. Yeah. Like there's, you know, you don't, it's such a big place and uh, so many people that, that there was definitely some people that I missed seeing this year that I was kind of bummed because I chose to do different things like go see that pro finish, yep. which I wouldn't change. Like that was great. But unfortunately it led to not running in or seeing some of the people that were there this year that I, I didn't get to say hi to. So. Yeah. It's tough. And you see people like across the way or something and you don't get to say hi or like you see them at the expo and uh it's just it's just busy it's it, it's a it it is a very busy weekend for sure um but yeah i wouldn't change it it was fantastic i'm glad we did it i'm glad we did it together uh good times you guys ready for wave one next year no <laughs> i think i might slip a wave <laughs> but yeah wave five i'm gonna go for wave five no, nah, I don't. So that's that's interesting. Like you could put down a similar time from multiple waves back, but then you pass more people than you're passed by, and you'll feel better about yourself. Is that how that works? Because I mean, really, it's about the, t- the end of the clock. It doesn't really. It, at the end of the day, it's about the time you lay down. That is true. I mean, I, according I, to the like alternate uh, spreadsheet that those guys put out, uh, you, you have a better passing. What was it? My ratio was yeah, bad. Ratio of <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a bad ratio this year, so uh, yeah. I'm just gonna opt to slide back a few waves. Uh, I'm I'm just assuming I will be relegated. A wave is what I'm getting at. I'm a, I am a little interested in how they deal with the waves next year. Um, I mean, this is a different thing. Look at the year. line and the 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 curves and the averages and like the spreads that they put together on that spreadsheet. I think. I think the analysis that he provided was that this is perhaps one of the best okay. or more, most accurate as a whole. Right. Yeah. Obviously, there's going to be outliers, but I think he said overall that it was a, it was a very well seated wave. Yeah. I mean, I I don't have any complaints. I'm just I'm just wondering. It just seems like every year there's always some kind of lots of tweaking and stuff. Yeah. So I'm just I'm curious at how. I know there was some questions at the beginning, um, months and months ago, and uh, the self-seating kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious to see how that, that kind of all works out. But 
and it's nice to be able to get seated properly. Like I, I've seen stories um, on like the Facebook page of people. T- like there's been, there was incidents where people were like aggressively passing people though, uh, like trying to get too. in. There was yeah. and it caused like issues. I mean, it caused people to crash and other things. And so people were being super aggressive trying to get places. Like it's nice if, with that self seating or trying to get to a spot where you're racing with similar speed contestants, participants, whatever you want to call. Yeah. And and there's maybe less of that, uh, but. That's also like you talked about, Tristan's like earning your strike. Like sometimes it's you, you need to start in the back a little bit and put down some times, but uh, there's so much room to pass on that course. I just don't understand how there's incidents where people are that aggressive to try to. Yeah, I think, pass. and I think with a two hour race uh, or, or so, people lose sight of that, that there's going to be an opportunity right around the corner and, and, if you're strategic about it, you can get your heart rate down in that, that moment or take your sip of water or, you know, get your, your fuel if you need, um, in that moment and then make your move. You just have to, you just have to understand that it's just because you're slowing down for a minute doesn't mean your, your entire race is blown up or ruined. I I had an instance where I was in kind of traffic on single track couple guys in front of me were trying to pass this guy in drop bars. They did, and then I was behind the guy in drop bars. It wasn't you, Tristan. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you wouldn't have been behind me. And then I think the, the guy in drop bars was – I mean, I thought he was running, uh, riding uh, plenty fast, um, but I think he was saying – he was trying to yell. I couldn't – you can't really hear really well, but I think he was saying, like, I, I, you know, this is as fast as I can go, like – you could pass when you can, and we we couldn't pass. It just was wasn't possible. But uh, what I appreciated was the guy behind me was like we are like literally uh, three hundred yards from this clearing out and being on two track, and we can just like like no reason to. And I think everyone was kind of like getting all worked up and like we need to pass, we need to pass. And this guy was just like, listen, we're, we're and even the guy in drop bars was like, I'll try to let you pass when. When when uh, I get a chance, and then the guy behind me was like, "Don't worry about it. Like, 200 yards will be clear, and then it'll be fine." And that's what that's what I feel like people need to just kind of chill out a little bit. And I guess that's racing too. And I, I know there's probably people that don't know the course or don't know when that kind of stuff's happening or gonna open up soon or whatever too that they get aggressive. But sure, uh, it's yeah, it's tough. There was a uh, Kerry Warner pro outside of Michigan. Uh, he was second last year, rode drop bars, rode a drop bar, like with a, with a little suspension fork. But this year he just rode a straight drop bar gravel bike, basically, I think with 50 millimeter tires. Um, he, I don't know where, I think he was sixth or seventh or maybe ninth or something like that. Um, but, uh, he had a, a, a cool video. He always like rides with a, like a 360 camera. And it, it there was some parts where like it showed the pro race going into the single track and oh my god it was so aggressive like like people uh, pushing elbows and like bumping into each other trying to get that, those spots and it's all like bottlenecking at that point so yeah it it happens everywhere. <laughs> well, that's livelihood. So like, but that's also you, pro wave too. Like, yeah, that's yeah. A like they're gonna they're gonna stay upright yeah. Yeah. and they. They're doing it for their livelihood, whereas us weekend warriors, uh, 
we're just trying to move up a wave. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe we move down maybe, a wave. Yeah, maybe uh, or move down a wave. Yeah, uh, maybe uh, you know get on that podium. But yeah, uh, ultimately, even though we didn't hit our target goals times, possibly, I still am not feeling sheepish about where we started. I think we were. I mean. We weren't last. I mean, that crazy spreadsheet. I, I mean, I passed people that were wave two. Yeah. So exactly. I mean, I, it's. I don't. I don't feel bad about being in wave four. I thought it was appropriate. I, I fear that the guy that we passed in wave two was the guy that lost his saddle. Well, you know, it wasn't <laughs> on the spreadsheet he was that in, way. It wasn't listed as a DNF. Yeah. But uh, hey, listen, I, I'm da- concerned about data that. Data is data. Yeah. So <laughs> hey, we pass people. All right. All right, guys. I, I did have one guy. Uh, uh, it was good to see. Um, there's one guy out of wave five that came just flying past me and uh, commented on how nice of a bike I had. Um, it ended up being a guy I know. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see him. He was crushing it. Uh, but uh, that was the only wave five person that passed me that I was happy about. <laughs> that you're happy about. Uh, well, until uh, there's nothing else this this year, right? So we're just getting out when we can and uh dust off the fat bikes dust off the fat bikes yeah but we all have fat bikes so yeah that's gonna be fun. winter is coming yeah snow beer woods thanks guys <laughs> until next year <laughs> thanks Trevor. the dirty chain podcast is a michigan mid-pack media production in partnership with kom cycling the source for your bike accessories and necessities. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast. Email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by myself, Trevor Gibney. And a huge thank you to everyone that uh, put on Iceman. And thank you all for listening to the Dirty Chain Podcast. And as always, keep your chain clean, but get your chain dirty. We will see you in the mid-pack. Mid-pack.